0: Hello, fellow artists and creatives. Welcome to episode three of the Happy Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and today I'm joined by my guest, Phoebe Cornog, A muralist, a graphic designer, and the successful business owner of Pander Design Co., Phoebe is a rare combination of artistic talent and financial acumen. It was a pleasure getting to know her as we discuss topics such as her switch from corporate design to muralist entrepreneur, process, financial freedom, teaching others how to manage their finances and find leads, the sticky topic of pricing your work, and knowing your worth as an artist. As per usual, I will have my show notes, additional information, and where you can find Phoebe in the description. But without any further ado, here's my conversation with Phoebe Cornog. So can you briefly introduce yourself and your background as, I guess, a designer? Maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah. So my name is Phoebe, and I'm the owner of Panda Design Co., uh, we specialize in murals and uh, what else do we do? Graphic design stuff. Um, but I grew up in Philadelphia and I went to Temple. So that's my quick little background.
0: I assume you went as a design major?
1: Yes, yes. And a minor in art history.
0: Oh, really? That's mm-hmm. cool. How did you get into mural art then?
1: I know. It's very weird. Um, how did I do that? So I, uh, like a lot of people, was sick of sitting on the computer all the time. So oh. I had a goal of painting one mural, and then I, I did that, and I posted it to social media, and mm-hmm. it kind of just took off from there, and that's majority of the work that I do now.
0: Gotcha. Was that back when you were an undergrad? or?
1: No, when oh, I graduated. Um, so I, I first worked as a graphic designer in, um, the action sports industry. So I was doing helmet design, bells, bike fenders, all that kind of stuff. I worked for two different companies and when I was working at those companies was when I had the itch to get back to working with my hands. So upon graduating, I graduated when I was 22, 23, I had to do a fifth year and Same. I moved out to California. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, I, I transferred. So um, I initially started at Pratt Institute. And then when I I transferred, of course, they're like, we don't accept any of your credits. So um, I ended up doing five years, which is fine. It worked out. And then I moved out to California and, and worked in the action sports world. And when I was doing that is when I got the itch to
0: paint. When you moved to California, were you originally from there? Or- nope. <laughs> I always,
1: always had the uh, the dream of moving out here and and living in the sunshine.
0: Wow. That's crazy. It's like right after graduation?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I lived uh, in Nantucket for a little bit. I, I was a beach lifeguard for like that summer after graduation and then was just applying to every single job in, in California. And then I uh, got one and, in San Diego, and that's how I ended up in San Diego.
0: Gotcha. So how'd you get your first mural then? You just did it or,
1: um, a client came to, you? yeah, I, I was able to do one for the company I worked for at the time called Electra. Wow. Uh, they let me do one in, in the office there, which was really awesome. And then, um, the other one that the main, main one that got me started in this business was, uh, I did for Red Bull and which is kind of like high pressure <laughs> first yeah. client, but, oh. uh, my my roommate of the time, my Craigslist roommate, she worked for Red Bull, and I had mentioned to her that I wanted to do a mural, and she was like, oh, we need one of those. So that was how that came to be.
0: Gotcha. Where at? Like in a building or outside?
1: Yeah, inside their office space in San Diego, the Red Bull San Diego office.
0: Is that how you usually do it, In inside, or do you usually do it outside, or just both? Both, Whatever. Yep.
1: I... Both <laughs> interior, exterior, yeah get asked to do all the things.
0: So how did uh Panda wait, is it called design or
1: Panda Design Pander? yep. Just
0: design go. How did that start?
1: Yeah, so I started a meetup group with a friend and we meet up group for other I at the time I was also obsessed with lettering. <laughs> so uh had a lot going on. Um lettering artist or lettering enthusiast in San Diego. I started a meetup group and uh, we were working on that all the time and just worked well together. So that's how uh, the business came to be. So I actually had a business partner for quite some time and just now have gone solo.
0: What draws you to type and what draws you to murals?
1: What draws me to type? Uh, Well, you can it's a really lovely, quick and easy way to make a statement. So, um, get their point across with bold typography. I really treated it like illustration or that's a lot of lettering artists do. It's like you can, depending on the style, serif, sans serif, script, whatever, you can, you know, really create emotion and command something. So, I was always obsessed with letters i I thought that was just so fun to play around with, so still am in some ways, and what draw what drew me to murals again, just like working with your hands, creating a big statement on a wall, um versus working small on a computer
0: hmm. well i want I guess I don't know why I asked two questions at once, but back to the what draws you to type uh, I wanted to ask more about like your process because you said it. You treat it almost like it's illustrative? Do you do mm-hmm. pen and paper, or do you start in Adobe? Or
1: mm-hmm. I used to do the old school way, yeah, draw everything by hand, and then uh, oh. scan it in, live trace it, or then fix up the live tracing in Illustrator. But now, no, I, I just do everything appropriate on the iPad. Oh,
0: really? You don't even vectorize it afterward, it's all just appropriate.
1: Nothing I do really needs to be vectorized unless I'm designing for, you know, someone's branding or uh, if it needs to be printed large scale. Like i do wallpapers sometimes for clients if they don't want to do a hand painted mural. It's the only instance that it needs to be vectorized.
0: Or well, what do you usually work in besides murals for design work?
1: hmm Yeah, I it's it's few and far between. I, I, I'm trying to do uh, more okay art licensing but um so doing illustrations for greeting cards or notebooks and that kind co- of okay. products um I do a little bit of that and then yeah branding for small businesses
0: it really is just mainly murals for you
1: yeah i do also a lot of art educations or business education so i also uh like yesterday i held a webinar i, I teach artists how to make money because that's been like drilled into us that There, you know, we're going to be starving. So I'm all about taking down that stereotype.
0: How did you start to navigate that? When, because this was also a huge thing for me, where Mm -hmm. the reason I taking so long is because I used to be bio, and I always just thought, I don't know, with art, it was just like a hobby, and I never really pursued it. Yeah. Um, So it was a big thing to be like, oh, like can make money. So like, how did you come to that conclusion?
1: yeah people are constantly saying like oh that's your full-time job or that's your real job and I'm like yeah uh, I
0: actually
1: I actually do really well I make six figures so uh how did I how did I navigate that well I did I didn't know all these things at the beginning I was kind of just like well I went into graphic design kind of for that reason um hoping that graphic design was a more applicable art form than just maybe make fine art or a little bit like less scary. So yeah, I, I automatically got a job, but like my, my first job was, you know, $40,000 a year, not a super great income for uh, or a salary for living, especially living in California. Um, so yeah, I just always planned to take on freelance projects when I was working and then I I really never knew I was going to work for myself, but then, here I am and yeah when you work for yourself you know the sky is the limit
0: that usually what you teach in your seminars like the idea of working for yourself or multiple income areas. streams
1: I focus on outreach is it's like a main thing so like sending cold emails to get clients you know you don't just have to wait around for someone to land in your inbox you can go after it yourself so that's what I teach a lot of I also I'm mostly teaching creatives that already are doing freelance work or if they're not full on working for themselves, they're doing stuff on the side, but just like um, smart business practices, like taking a deposit and getting a signed contract before doing any work because, you know, I've been there and, and gotten screwed.
0: Yeah. Do you ever get um, like worried? Cause unlike like there's this root of kind of, Working nine to five and getting a paycheck and getting paid like this mm-hmm. this set amount, does that ever make you nervous that like, like if you don't do the outreaches and you don't go find people, I mean maybe mm-hmm. some people will come to you, but your your income could really hurt that year.
1: Yeah, and Is I know a stressful? lot of art, a lot of artists are hurting this year. I've heard from people like it's it's felt slow. I luckily haven't felt the impact as much like maybe it is because I just I keep reaching out to people and um, I yeah I I am I'm a definitely a hustler so I just tell people go after what you want email the crap out of people you can it's you know you can't you can't um, sit around and wait for projects to come to you.
0: Um, This is kind of completely flipped the script, but I do want to go back to what you to murals. And then also just really curious what your mural process is. Do you, do you talk okay. to the, how do you mediate between you and the client? Uh, I guess you start right. sketching in, but how do you blow it up? I don't know, all right. Of...
1: Yeah. So I'll talk to a client and um, once they have paid the deposit and signed the contract, <laughs> I don't do any work until that's t- the case. Um, And then I begin designing based on mood boards I had previously sent over. Um, I typically am doing two different designs for them. And these are fully finished designs mocked up on photos of the wall that they provide so they can get an idea of what it actually is gonna look like. Depending on the size of the project, it's either one round or two rounds of revisions, but it's all in Procreate. And then when we go to actually install it, the different ways of installing, um, it it depends on the wall, uh inside, outside, if there's access to electricity, because I will use a projector if I can. If I can't use a projector, if you know, if I don't want to go in the middle of the night or yeah, can't turn the lights off because it's outside or something, I'll do what's called a uh the doodle method. And people get really confused by this, but it's not that crazy. <laughs> you put a bunch of doodles up all over the wall, stand back, take a photo of it. Straight on photo, bring it into Procreate or Photoshop or whatever. Then overlay your your flat design, and then bring down the opacity. And you use those doodles as reference points to sketch out your design. So like, oh, there's a heart right here. Okay, the heart is where I need to start the side of the house or whatever. You know, you're using those. It's instead of doing a traditional grid and having to measure a bunch of you know. Perfect lines, you can just th- throw up a quick doodle method instead.
0: Why do you prefer that to doing a
1: grid? Because the grid takes 1,000 hours <laughs> and it's <laughs> a, okay. a lot of math, and this is just a way quicker way of doing it.
0: Okay, so the doodles are just random.
1: Hearts, mm-hmm. huh. stars, A, B, C, D, whatever you want.
0: Right. Do you usually do hearts? Uh,
1: well, you have the point is to do like a bunch of different oh, things so that you're, oh, okay. you're not like lose you're not getting lost in there because you know you don't want to have too many hearts in one area right. because that would confuse you like where you're supposed to draw this or that.
0: Is this uh is this like Phoebe Cornog patented or
1: is... <laughs> no I've I never not heard in- of this. I did not invent this. No, um, mm-hmm. mural artists have been doing this forever, especially like oh, okay. on. Big, like you'll see, like now. If you, do, you know, see a mural artist starting out, I mean, I know there's a lot of murals in Philly. I'm sure it, if you go and see it at the beginning, they'll they'll probably have doodles up there because, yeah. Expect, if you're doing a large side of a building, um, multiple floors, you can't use a projector. You have to do right. some some sort of grid. Right. That's
0: that's so cool. The mm-hmm. doodle method. I love that medium is it what, what kind, kind of, do you use when it's outside
1: when oh, it's yeah. again not that crazy i just use regular paint that you get from home depot the uh, exterior exterior paint <laughs> and then interior paint for inside but you can use exterior paint for indoors as well i like flat because i don't want like a big glossy sheen to, to it but like that's really it. Um, I'm starting to use spray paint here and there, but spray paint is more of a learning curve for me, so uh, it's a little bit intimidating.
0: Do you think? At least I feel like when I was just kind of flipping through your work, you have a very defined style. I'm not sure if I could. But how did you? How do you find that? It's like kind think, of whimsical and playful and colorful, but
1: yeah, I, I think you, you d- might have
0: a better way to describe it.
1: Yeah, I think you can tell from looking, you're like, oh yeah, she I can tell she was a graphic designer because um my work's very graphic, pretty clean lines. And then yeah, I, I use type here and there. I I personally can tell when I look at people's work, oh, they don't have a background in graphic design because their their type looks scary. <laughs> or <laughs> um, you know, their curtaining is off. So Perfect. I think you can tell that I have a background in design from looking at the typography.
0: How did you develop that style? Is time or?
1: Yeah. Everyone's always See worried influences. about developing a style and it's like just years and years of just, you know, working and putting out projects and you kind of lean towards certain things. Of course, like what I do is very commercial. So it ultimately depends on like what the client wants. I end up, that ends up dictating a lot of it, but I also draw a lot of stuff for fun, just for Instagram or whatever. And I end up leaning towards brighter colors. Yeah. There's a lot of fun colors, loud, graphic kind of work.
0: Procreate again? Mm-hmm. I love Procreate. so amazing. Yeah.
1: Life-changing. It, up. it
0: really is. I picked it up maybe a semester or two ago. Uh-huh. And I just do all of my sketches in there because it's just being able yeah. to move things around is- Amazing. But I do, I love, I love traditional art too, of course. I wanted to ask about improving as an artist or Mm -hmm. a muralist or designer. Yeah. How do you just approach that?
1: Improving? Uh, Well, like personally, I'm just always challenging myself and always trying to push what I'm capable of. So whether that's a new style or new technique, yeah, just like little little milestones I have for myself.
0: Do you challenge yourself in like your commercial work or is that more on your own time or do you kind of find a happy medium?
1: Yeah, I guess both. Cuz you know, I've done stuff just in my house or um for or on my iPad just for myself cuz I want to show people like I oh, I can and myself, I can. I want to show myself that I can do something different. You know, I don't get asked to do a lot of realism, so I did push myself to do like a few like realistic pieces to show, you know, I could be hired to do that kind of work. Because what you put out there is what you get. Got to manifest it.
0: <laughs> I definitely agree with that.
1: What kind of uh, design are you are you trying to get into after graduating?
0: design am I trying to get into? Really what draws me to graphic design is illustration. Mm-hmm. So I think I'd like to eventually work towards a place where I'm an illustrator. Yeah um, but I probably also look for so this is actually something difficult for me where I'm kind of about on the cusp of graduating and thinking of just going into kind of that nine to five graphic design route initially mm-hmm. while working on my illustration on the side. because I haven't really pursued it as my career for that long. So I don't feel that confident in my work, but at the same time, I am worried that, as you said, if what I'm putting out there is this graphic design work, am I just going to be sucked into that world?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's yeah. Definitely... you got to hold yourself accountable and just like keep posting illustration stuff because otherwise um yeah no one will know that you do that
0: yeah it is scary (laughs) though um another question i have though is how do you define
1: success as an artist oh that's good let's see well it's it's going to mean different things for different people success as an artist for me personally i want to feel like Financially number one in like a really great place, so I think I'll feel tip top successful when um, yeah, I don't even blink, I don't worry about money at all, and i'm getting I'm getting close to that, <laughs> but you know you always worry about money, retirement, all that stuff, like I really want to just be like set, and my money is working for me, and then, yeah, just being able to take on projects whenever I want it's not a you know you don't have to do projects take on any work just for the money like you just do it for fun and being able to yeah just create artwork for fun whatever I want like that sounds really freeing right yes financial freedom is I guess like the underlying (laughs) thing
0: how come that became a goal of yours financial
1: freedom yeah I think what we were talking about, like, it's just been drilled into your head for so long um, that artists can't make money. So I love people proving people wrong. And yeah, and I, I just think like a, a a lot of us like Gen Z, are you Gen Z? Yeah.
0: Are you 99? Yeah, I guess. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like in the middle spot. But yeah.
1: Gen Z millennials, like, yeah, it's it's a different world for us, uh, the economy and everything. So it's I don't have a great answer. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's just something that is is important to me.
0: Was it? Well, okay, and this might not lead to a great answer either. I'm curious why you want to prove people wrong, but I'm also I wonder if that do you feel like that fuels you or not really? Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure when people tell me I can't do something I'm like oh I'll show you
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's interesting um
1: use it as motivation for sure
0: where do you think that came from um
1: deep-rooted trauma no I I don't know Uh, (laughs) I I I've had a really lovely upbringing I don't I don't know yeah I just it's I love I, I, I guess I, I always played sports growing up. Like I, lo- I love being competitive. Yeah, it, it fuels me for sure.
0: What do you think you would do if you got... Hmm. Hmm. Actually, <laughs> I'm not sure. My initial question was going to be like, what do you think you'll do if you get to a point where you just have financial freedom? Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like you kind of said your answer would be just like doing what you want. yeah yeah.
1: traveling all the time yeah I love traveling like traveling all the time yeah just making art willy-nilly whatever I want but that could get that could also get old so I I don't think I'm ever gonna like not be working um I would love to you know do more volunteer work or yeah just like give back so that's the thing too financial freedom gives you more time and yeah time to devote to causes and things that i i really care about
0: that makes sense because i guess that was actually going to be like something that was on my mind is would you continue Mm -hmm. to work or would you not
1: yeah i don't think i'll ever not be able to work i would get so bored so um i what 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 does that mean like yeah just doing more like talks for schools or um being an adjunct professor at a local university or yeah, I'm so passionate about like educating artists about the business side of things. So I'm sure I'll always be talking about that kind of stuff and educating.
0: Then if that's called maybe like your ideal work, Mm -hmm. um, why when that burden of money is like lifted off of you, does that Mm -hmm. fulfill you for example? Or if that's a good way to
1: put it. I just want to pay it forward and like, yeah, you know, it's the gift that keeps on giving, like rising tides lift all boats. So yeah. And, and the art world just like is going to forever need to be lifted up. There's always going to be people, <clears throat> excuse me, people with imposter syndrome and just scared to charge what they're worth and all that kind of stuff. So it's a, I don't think that that issue is going away anytime soon. And I'm, just, I'm always going to want to keep helping out.
0: So is that, maybe something along the lines of making a difference in the world or tackling an issue that you're passionate about? Or do you not think that's like a good way to summarize that?
1: Yeah, I think it's like a mixture of both. An element to that too, I haven't mentioned is like specifically women. Like I want to really passionate about raising up women because of the wage gap and, and everything. And so, yeah, it's just a, those causes I'm just always going to want to fight for.
0: Uh, The reason I ask it though is because on the cusp of graduation, something I've been thinking about a lot Mm -hmm. is how I can make a difference in the world on like the small scale that I can currently Mm -hmm. um, as well as hopefully work to a place that I can make a larger impact on the world. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I'm also curious if you have, any answers to maybe just the initial part of that, where it's like, how can, how can I make a difference in the world right now, currently? Or yeah, is that yeah. just
1: It's daunting. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a lot. Um, well, I guess, like, technically, my murals make a difference because exterior public ones, like, you know, hopefully they brighten someone's day. Like, there's just like small things you can do like that. I think the world needs more public art. Like why not have murals everywhere? It's silly that, you know, we don't need to be all looking at like boring beige cement walls. Like I think, so that's always, you know, my feel like I do a small, small things like that. And yeah, same with you, making beautiful graphic designer illustrations. Like hopefully you're making someone's day better when they get to see something beautiful. And, you know, really that's that's just a small thing you could do. But then um, on top of that, me working to uh, empower artists and female artists specifically is how I feel like I can make a bigger difference than even my murals, I guess.
0: Shoot, totally lost my train of thought again.
1: <laughs> it's okay. I
0: could totally move on to another question, but maybe I'll circle back to that. Cause I definitely had a question there. But another... Interesting thing to explore is just the balance of personal life and your well-being as an artist because Mm -hmm. sometimes, especially in graphic design, I feel like it almost promotes, as you said in the beginning, uh, just looking at a computer all day.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I'm definitely in like a really busy working period of my life, Mm -hmm. but I love it. I love what I do. Uh, almost the business side more sometimes than just making art. So, but like I, I work hard, play hard. So, like when I'm offline, I'm I'm pretty good about like being offline. So, like I just went to Europe for three weeks. Um, you know I make sure I take vacations and and do fun things, hang out with friends on the weekends, exercise, get a good night's sleep. It's hard to do when you're in school. I know, but um. As an adult, those are things that I definitely like pay attention to. Or a girl, sorry, a, a graduated adult uh, <laughs> no. out in the real out in the real world.
0: So that'll be me soon, mm-hmm. somehow. Um, <laughs> what draws you to the business side of things?
1: Yeah, it's as I, like, I've kind of said. Like I'm pretty money oriented. Financial freedom. It's just exciting. Yeah, challenging, exciting, and yeah I just I love it and I think I'm I'm unique in in the art world in that way like I I mean I, I do know a few other artists that are interested in it but like usually you get into art oh I, I definitely got into art because I love making art I've I've always been a creative like since I was a little girl like always drawing something so that that'll never go away but in my 20s like yeah I just really leaned into being a a successful businesswoman. And I, I think it's unique. When you teach
0: others about that, mm-hmm. what do you think are some of the biggest hurdles?
1: Yeah, like artists just knowing their value. Number one is like, I, I always i am getting DMs or emails from people being like, I'm scared. Like, I don't think I can charge this much. And I'm like, yes, you can. You absolutely can. <laughs> so it, it's just people needing a pep talk and like, no, know, in knowing their value is the is the toughest thing.
0: Yeah, how do you go about that in terms of pricing your work? Do you do it by like plugging it into something? Or mm-hmm.
1: yeah, at first I had no idea how to price anything like like anyone you know you you learn by doing. So I was just like making up numbers. Um, like that first mural <laughs> I did for Red Bull was for seven hundred fifty dollars, uh-huh. and which is like a joke because it was so many hours and it's for freaking red bull yeah.
0: how much time did it take
1: oh god like i don't even remember i mean we were doing it on the weekend because uh i worked full time at my graphic design job so it was i think it was like three weekends you know fully spent doing this Days.
0: Oh, yeah goodness. yeah Six so
1: days. oh wow a long time wow. um yeah. and there. I was doing it with friends. So it was like the three of us. And so the three of us then had to split that $750, oh, you know? Man. And man. so it's just pennies at that point. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, now I, I've established a formula. I charge by the square foot and it makes it pretty easy. When a client comes to me, they send me photos and dimensions of the wall. So at this point I'm charging around 45 to $55 a square foot. And I have a minimum of 5,000. So even if the wall is like, this never happens, but if it was like one by one square foot, I'm sorry, <laughs> like I can't, I can't do it for less than 5,000. Like I just, that's, that's my minimum. And um, minimums are really important to have. I, that was also an early, you know, lesson I learned, but yeah, square foot and different factors. Like if travel's involved or like if I have to rent a scissor lift or, um, if the client seems like they're going to be really tricky to work with, you know, I'll add on some dollar signs.
0: <laughs> if the client's troublesome,
1: that is a thing. Yeah.
0: What is what is that called on the bill?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't line item it. I don't say like you seem annoying hundred dollars, <laughs> you know, or whatever. But yeah. definitely, like you, you need to make it worth your time. So whatever you need to do to make yourself feel good about the project, you don't want to be. Kicking yourself at the end, so price accordingly.
0: How come square foot over uh, time, or are they just both factored in? And that's just be- like a better.
1: Because if I was charging based on time, I'd be making less money the uh, longer okay. I'm, the longer I've been in business. Because I've gotten so fast, I paint murals way faster now than I did when I was starting out. So I don't want to punish myself for being efficient.
0: <laughs> that's. Yeah, that's actually that's a great point, because when I think this aspect of illustration is currently mm-hmm. things just take me a long time, um, mm-hmm. especially because I'll have to go through sometimes two, three, even like up to four iterations of sketches before I can finally do an yeah. outline. But I've definitely gotten faster since I've started, And even though I still feel very slow. That's uh I I don't know, I might have to steal that someday. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I think. <laughs> I think it's um hourly I I just don't feel it's like a really good gauge cuz yeah some people to your point that some people work really fast some people work slower I I think that clients appreciate to like a flat rate personally when people have charged me this way like I don't want to be babysitting you based on like how many hours you're doing like I'd rather just present me a flat fee so I know what I'm getting into
0: Gotcha. Have you ever um uh, well I was going to say, have you ever worked with a troublesome client? But I'm also curious, are there clients you just won't work with?
1: Yeah, everyone's going to, you know, it would not be (laughs) normal if I I didn't have one troublesome (laughs) client. Yeah, I've had a few over the years. Mm. And are there clients that I would not work with? uh donald trump <laughs> i don't know any anything that's like not aligned with me morally then like i had a cigarette brand reach out one yeah like that's just not a good fit for me yeah
0: so you have you ever had turn to turn some oh okay there you go that
1: was yeah
0: you turned down um do you have any I, funny stories I've turned,
1: over i've turned down people client. like if if it just you know the timing's not gonna work out or like Mm -hmm. um it just seems like just not a good fit like you you need to you know trust your intuition if there's red flags then don't take on the project any funny stories regarding like anything specific
0: sure like the worst ever. oh (laughs) or if something else popped in your head i don't know
1: funny yeah gosh off the top of my head um well i have a lot of good clients i'm trying to think of like horror stories but yeah it's more it, it it leans better like i have i've had a lot of really really great clients yeah but i mean like nothing too horrible because i'm i'm here i'm living to tell the tale but um <laughs> you know you just you always have people like pushing boundaries like they want extra revisions with that they didn't pay for or um you know yeah horror story was like a client that didn't want to pay the final payment and they just said like they had gone bankrupt and I'm like, well, too bad you signed a contract that said you had the money. So yeah, it was a pretty big job. So yeah, we had I had to have a lawyer send a letter to them. And then what do you know, the next day they send the check. So yeah. That's like the most horrible is when you you think you're getting, you know, uh screwed out a bunch out of a bunch of money and it's not a good feeling.
0: Right. A couple of other questions I kind of circle back to is, one, how do you self-evaluate how you're doing as an artist? Mm-hmm. That was kind of on the topic of improvement and growth.
1: Self-evaluate. Uh, well, we're all our toughest critics, so, like, I try not to be too hard on myself. But, like, I had said from the beginning of this year, you know, um, I wanted to do more art licensing and getting my, my work on different products. I've, I've done that, uh, not to the extent I want, but at least I did my toes in there a little bit. So my self-evaluation would be like, okay, Phoebe, you could push this harder, you know, holding myself accountable, painting realism. Like I did get to paint a realistic portrait actually, which I don't really do portraits that much, but I got to do a portrait in one of my murals this year. So I don't know. I think I'm doing pretty good. I'd give myself a good report card. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that, and then also just lessons that you've learned along your journey for other artists and designers, maybe about to enter the field of design and yeah, the professional work.
1: It can be really scary. Like I remember being in your position, like about to graduate, and you're like, "What does this look like?" And I landed at my first job, and I was just so miserable. I hated my first job, and I was like, "Wow, this is what." Being a designer, this is what I went to school for, and this is what I have to live with for the rest of my life. Like that was a really depressing and daunting feeling. Not to say you're gonna hate your first job, but anything like nothing's permanent, and you are you are absolutely in the driver's seat. You're in control, so you can make changes. You know, if you you're not happy with where you're at, you can make changes. You can do that. So send some cold emails or post some different kind of work, like your illustration work, on. On Instagram, you never know who's following you just put yourself out there and you are absolutely like able to you know create the life that you want to want to live well that's
0: well stated but also <laughs> I'm curious what was so bad at the uh the first job
1: oh it was like uh, fine, but I just it was yeah it was just staring at a computer like not a lot of exciting design projects I was just like laying out catalogs and you know working in InDesign which isn't like the most fun program in my opinion actually if I ever if I never have to touch InDesign ever again I would be really happy but like I was just imagining working in an office space with like a ton of camaraderie and like happy hours and there was none of that. <laughs>
0: gotcha that's so funny though I almost want to just take that little sound, but you just said, because uh, a teacher the other day was talking about how you need to know just all of the, the horsemen of graphic design, just obviously illustrator and InDesign, but also I think he was actually really talking a lot about Photoshop. Like a lot yeah. of students just kind of shy away from that. They can't uh-huh. be successful unless you know them all well
1: you can Um, yeah i it just depends on what what industry you end up in but yeah yeah i i don't think i've actually touched photoshop or in indesign in a very long time which is fine in my book (laughs) yeah
0: that sounds great to me i'm not uh, i mean indesign's been growing on me but most students too don't really love it Mm
1: -hmm. but i'm taking
0: type right now and that's been super fun
1: nice nice
0: learning about that but anyway to wrap up where can people find you
1: oh yeah thank you um all the social media stuff you know you can find me at pander design co p-a-n-d-r and my personal one is at phoebe cornog and i'm on TikTok too and then yeah my website shoot me an email dm if you ever want to reach out i'm happy to help and answer all the questions because yeah let's be help each other and the starving artist narrative
0: well thank you so much for joining me i really appreciate it yeah thank you so much
1: thank you i appreciate your time and good luck with the rest of the year you'll you'll survive you'll make it and yeah keep in touch with me like if you you know have any questions about entering the workforce i'm happy to help
0: thank you for listening to today's episode with phoebe Cornog. If you are enjoying this podcast and wish to support us, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. If you have any questions, suggestions, or feedback, the best place to reach out is on the Happy Artist Instagram. Thank you again for listening. Until next time.